better be able to cut weight real soon. I think I fold that man in half in one round. I do believe I have the ability and the skills to go out there and shock the world. I think we all know what his kryptonite is. Sean O'Malley presents a lot of unique issues for Aljamain Sterling. I might throw an illegal knee just for fun. August 19th, after I knock out Aljamain Sterling. Can Sean O'Malley beat Aljamain Sterling? Number one UFC bantamweight Sugar Sean O'Malley is set to face reigning and defending bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling at UFC 292, and this fight should not be close. Sean O'Malley is of course coming off his wildly controversial victory over Pyotr Jan at UFC 280. Regardless of the fact that many MMA fans, including myself, felt that Pyotr Jan did enough to beat Sean on the scorecards, the judges that night felt that Sean delivered just enough punishment and defended himself well enough to earn the number one contendership spots and ultimately his upcoming title shot. And regardless of how we may feel as MMA fans, we have to acknowledge knowledge that Sean O'Malley was able to stand in there with one of the best fighters in the world. Sean hit Pyotr Jan with some great shots and took some heavy shots himself and still had the wherewithal to stay the course and stick to his game plan. Before this fight, we hadn't really seen how Sean would perform against a high level fighter. We did know that he was a high level striker who could knock out most of the men put in his way. And he accomplished his many UFC finishes by employing very sneaky setups, fluid movement and overwhelming his opposition with so many feints and so many strikes from so many different angles. Sean O'Malley's arsenal is much wider than his contemporaries because he has no trouble switching stances as he uses his full range of attacks from punches to kicks to knees to elbows all from very different angles. And while Sean O'Malley is a very impressive striker who could go toe to toe with pretty much anyone in the bantamweight division, Sean clearly has a deficiency when it comes to his grappling, at least historically when it comes to prospective bantamweight champions. If Sean O'Malley were to become the bantamweight champion, he would arguably become the least skilled grappler to ever become the champion of his division. Remember, Pyotr Jan is primarily a striker who was able to pressure, take down, and control Sean on the ground. Don't get me wrong, Sean has demonstrated that he won't just lie down if he gets taken down and will certainly pose a submission threat with triangles and guillotines, and given the opportunity, he will scramble back to his feet. But despite the fact that grappling is his favorite form of training, Sean O'Malley has not had the opportunity to get the mat time under the bright lights against the bantamweight elite, which is a serious disadvantage considering that to get the title, Sean O'Malley has to defeat an extremely skilled grappler in Aljamain Sterling. And Aljo has seriously come into his own as a legitimate champion in the UFC. Prior to becoming champion, Aljamain showed us that he was a very impressive grappler capable of finishing good fighters on the ground. He had two early split decision losses and his infamous knockout loss to Marlon Marias, but other than that, Aljamain hasn't suffered any other losses. And in fact, has progressively gotten more comfortable with his funky stand-up striking style that enables him to get off effective grappling sequences. No matter what you think about Aljo, he has five victories over four former champions of the division which he currently reigns. I know a lot of fans like to give Aljo crap, feeling as though he isn't a legitimate champion that acted his way to getting the belt. But even if Aljo was acting up how hurt he was, it is irrelevant to the point that Aljamain did take what can only be described as a very powerful and illegal strike to the head. Pyotr Jan broke the rules, whether that should be a rule is a different story, but Pyotr Jan broke the rules, Aljamain did not break the rules, and ultimately Aljamain did 
not make the decision to give himself the belt. That fight could have been ruled a no contest. We've seen that happen plenty of times with grounded knees in the UFC, but that wasn't Aljamain's decision. And on top of that, Aljamain came back and defeated Piotr Jan in the rematch with a beautiful game plan. A lot of MMA fans have this thing where multiple things can't be true at once. Was Aljamain losing that fight and possibly his worst performance ever? Yes. Was it to his benefit that Piotr Jan broke the rules? Yes. Could he have been playing it up? Of course. Was that knee a totally illegal shot that would have hurt anyone? Yes. But did Aljamain come back and prove that he was championship caliber in the rematch? Absolutely. And when Aljamain beat TJ Dillashaw, fans once again tried to discredit his win over a very good fighter because TJ came in with an injured shoulder, even though Aljamain came in there and did exactly what he was supposed to do. And then most recently, Aljamain put on a great performance against Henry Cejudo, taking down an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling four times. He secured four takedowns and edged out a former double champion in the UFC. And still fans try to discredit him because it was a close fight. And I'm not denying that it was a close fight, but when is this man going to get his due? Again, multiple things can be true at once. Are all three of Aljamain's title defenses close or controversial in the eyes of many fans? Sure. Did he legitimately go toe to toe with three former champions and emerge victorious in those three title defenses? Absolutely. The bantamweight division is one of, if not the most stacked division in the UFC right now. And at some point, we're going to have to recognize that it is wildly wildly impressive that Aljamain Sterling is one title defense away from having the most defenses in the division's history. Which brings us back to Sean O'Malley and his chances of winning this fight. I think I've already set the stage in terms of the skills that each man brings, with Sean O'Malley bringing a precise and powerful striking skill set and Aljamain bringing a dominant grappling skill set. But I think that the two fights in particular that will inform how Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling plays out are Sean versus Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen. Sean versus Piotr Jan is a pretty obvious choice because it's Sean's most recent UFC outing. It was a grappling heavy fight and Piotr Jan was Sean's highest level opponent. And like we already discussed, Sean did win, but he struggled in the grappling against a fighter who is predominantly a striker, which should be a concern for anyone rooting for Sugar Sean O'Malley to defeat Aljamain Sterling. I do believe that Sean has demonstrated that he won't just lie down and accept a beating after being taken down. He'll attack with submissions and try to get to his feet, but we don't know that he'll be able to do that against a strong wrestler like Aljamain Sterling. Sean's best work against Aljamain will be at range because it'll be the first time that Aljamain Sterling will face an opponent in the UFC that has a reach advantage over him. An extra inch as a reach advantage could be just enough for Sean O'Malley to keep Aljamain Sterling on the outside where Sean can patiently find the openings for his counterattacks, for his counterstrikes, and potentially catch Aljamain Aljamain Sterling on his way in. It's going to be massively important for Sean O'Malley to use the full extent of his reach as well as constantly giving Aljamain Sterling different looks by switching stances and constantly showing feints. He cannot let Aljamain settle in and time a proper takedown. Sean has to keep Aljamain guessing and hesitating at all times, which as we all know, Sean is very good at doing. If Sean O'Malley can dance around a hesitant Aljo, there is certainly a chance that Sean O'Malley catches Aljamain and hurts him to the point that he can follow up with with quick, powerful, precise shots and earn a TKO victory. But if Sean doesn't do these things, or if Sean gets far too overzealous in the pursuit of a finish, Aljamain Sterling is going to do what Aljamain Sterling does best. And that is pressuring his opponent with awkward yet effective striking on the feet and using his range as needed before he enters a range where he feels comfortable shooting for a takedown.
takedown and ultimately use that takedown as either a method of putting you on your back and searching for a finish or using that takedown as an opportunity to find a rest period from a sprawled out turtled position and then pursuing further grappling exchanges or allowing the fighter to back off and get up so that he can get up with a little more energy and security than he had before. But either way, Aljamain's ultimate game plan will likely look like his fight versus Corey Sanhagen, another long, lanky fighter with phenomenal talent on the feet. Corey Sanhagen is arguably a more well-rounded, more talented fighter than Sugar Sean O'Malley when you compare them skill for skill. And that's important because Aljamain was able to pressure Corey Sanhagen against the cage, force Corey to throw a strike, that being his kick, that Aljamain was then able to catch and then force a grappling exchange where he took Corey's back and ultimately submitted him on the ground. Make no mistake, Corey Sanhagen is a very, very good fighter, and Aljamain Sterling made that look easy. Now, I'm not saying that Aljo is going to go in there and submit Sean O'Malley in round one, although it's certainly a possibility. But I do think that it would be a fair statement to say that if Sugar Sean O'Malley struggled with Piotr Jan's grappling in their fight, he will certainly struggle with Aljamain's higher level wrestling and jiu-jitsu. As much as I love Sean O'Malley as a character and as a representative of the UFC's capacity for beautiful striking and fluid movement, I think that Aljamain Sterling is undeniably the toughest test Sean O'Malley has faced to date, and Sean is probably going to be the victim of a dominant grappling showcase that over the course of 25 minutes will probably lead to a finish. And while the stakes for either person winning are massive, right, Aljamain Sterling would become the most defending bantamweight champion in UFC history, and Sugar Sean O'Malley would just become an ultra super megastar if he became the bantamweight champion, I think we're ignoring the stakes for the loser. Sean O'Malley losing to Aljamain Sterling will likely make him a better fighter than he was before that fight and will likely prep him for another title shot because I do think that Sean O'Malley has more title opportunities in his future. And Sean is expected to lose this fight, so losing to Aljamain Sterling doesn't suddenly strip him of his massive fan base or our perception of him. And if Aljamain loses, he is forced out of a division that he was planning on leaving anyway. So winning is massive for either fighter, but losing is not the end of the world for either of them. And possibly opens the door to new beginnings. Good luck to both men. I'm sure this fight is going to be awesome. Follow me on all the things and I'll catch you in the next one.